It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy, standing at the Locatalia end on the terrace, sun shining, someone covering a Queen song in the background. Lindley McKenzie, welcome. Afternoon. Connick did not break free of the Glasgow shackles. Segway! Dave, how are you? Yeah, I've missed this. Yeah, have you really, though? William Davis! Good evening, Rob. Alan Deegan! Hi, Rob. Yeah, exactly. I'm with Alan. I'm with Alan. That's the tone that's needed here. Glasgow 27, Connacht 26. All right, really quickly, William, not good. Um, bit of a steal. They're a good side. And they took their opportunities when they got them. Um, Connacht had a penalty when Glasgow down to 14 men to go 12 points up. It didn't go over. They went down the field and scored 10 points in that period. And that really sums up why they won. Uh, their bench was a bit stronger. Slightly different type of play from Glasgow in this game I think they, they've, they've looked to play a lot more in the forwards, normally they throw it around a bit um, Connacht will be concerned I think about the two tries that came from Rolling Moles it's very annoying, it's five points for Glasgow who are in the same conference and one for um, Connacht but all they can do is dust themselves off and get ready to go again next week because it's going to come around very quickly. I'm going round the table quickly for similar brief summaries, but your general overall feeling, Dick? Ah, frustration. I mean, you're, if you're nine points up going into the last 20 minutes, you have to see it out. There's with two, an extra man. Yes, with an extra man. There's two games I've seen in the last 40, last 24 hours where the same thing has happened. The home team has been in front, has been playing all the rugby, the away team, who are supposedly the better team, have been poor, they've made mistakes, they're doing things they shouldn't be doing, but they have the noose, they have the game-winning mentality, and yeah, they have the luck that you get that... that better teams always seem to get but ultimately they knew how to win the game we didn't there's a lot to take that out of that they would that you would not you wouldn't be too worried about there's other things to take out of it you're very worried about but I I just remember back to this time last year and the year before where we got absolutely tonked by the same Glasgow team so a lot of frustration but it, we have been in worse places after the first game Linley um, yeah, sort of with uh, Dave on that I, I wouldn't be um, overly concerned I think it was a it was a good game by both sides. Mm-hmm. I think that Connacht, when they had the momentum in the second half, that was really when they did lose it. They failed to capitalise on that. I think Glasgow were a lot more physical than I expected. They um, conceded quite a lot of points, mind you, at the breakdown. They were frequently offside at, at, at the, the, the back of the breakdown there, and I did get pinged for it a few times. But I also thought they were a little bit maybe more cuter when it came to the breakdown lying over players just holding up play um, which maybe another referee might might penalise a little bit more I think there were a lot of good points I think basically this, the Scots had stronger bench Connett's bench wasn't as strong I think that was pretty telling in the end and when you've got the likes of of um, Stuart Hogg there to do the work you know he, he made a huge difference I think in terms of experience it's funny because he probably only got 80% of everything he was trying to do right but because he's so so good that 80% was such an impact on the game yeah Glasgow had over 300 caps Connacht at 37 and that showed in the end when the pressure really came on when you know and that, that's what happens it was a bit like that Leinster game last night Leinster had the quality there to finish off a game if you look back in the stats Connacht hadn't beaten, have only beaten Glasgow twice in 15 attempts now, and that seems to play on the mind of players, or it, it has some some role in it. I don't don't know exactly what it is, but it seems to have some role. Yeah, in I it. wonder about the cap count though, because I say Leinster's cap count was less than Cardiff last night. We might have to 
confirm that later, but you know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't check. No, a lot of younger players, but sometimes I just think there's an aura around that Leinster group, and there's a talent thing. So sometimes caps is caps, but I, I see your point with Glasgow because they're just such frontline internationals. You know the way yeah, I feel yeah. about this. Sometimes I mean, certain players have huge cap totals, but maybe not necessarily the quality. Yeah, but if you, I, I think if you play Kieran Marmion and Bundyaki yeah. or have them on the bench coming off the bench, it makes a massive difference. They, so so just the key is they had their stars and yes. they were key and yes. we didn't have our stars yeah. alright let's get into the end match William and Alan will take you through the story of the game ok William just on 20 minutes score is Glasgow 12 Connacht 10 heck of a game yeah it's a great start uh, it's a point a minute or <laughs> slightly slightly over that um, high speed game Connacht are playing at high speed so are Glasgow and uh, there's no comparison to this and the warm-up game. But I suppose we expected that. Uh, it's even at the moment. Connick be a little bit disappointed maybe with the two tries they've given away. But they've scored a fine one themselves. And uh, it's basically, it's all to play for. It is indeed. We'll talk again on half-time. leading 23-17 that was astonishing stuff 40 minutes 40 points what more could you want uh, in warm hot sunshine magnificent day for rugby both sides really going at it few little errors here and there adding to the entertainment big 10 minutes for Connacht right at the end there they stand on their own line stopped Glasgow scoring and then they stole a line out got up the field and got a penalty and kicked it and that's what you got to do pragmatic rugby Excellent work. Really looking forward to the second half. Benches for both sides going to be huge. It will indeed. And I hope we don't get sunburned. We'll talk again on 60 Minutes. OK, 60 Minutes. There's only been three points added since half-time. Connacht lead 26-17. Much tighter, William. Yeah, both defences got themselves a bit better organised in the second half. But it's still very, very high-class rugby. Glasgow bit of a change of game they're, they're playing a much more forward dominated game compared to what I've seen from them before trying to get the ball moving Connacht still trying to move it nine points up the benches are starting to clear and uh, it's anybody's game but Connacht doing well at the moment they are indeed we'll talk again on full time ok William full time Connacht 26 Glasgow 27 that's a tough loss yeah it is nine points up uh, Glasgow down to 14 men Connacht miss a penalty they go down the field and score 10 points with 14 men on the field that's hard um, I thought the forwards started to struggle a bit in the second half for Connacht Glasgow Glasgow have changed their game strategy a lot from what we've seen from them in the past Connacht kept going tried very hard they'll be slightly concerned about the two tries coming from driving malls but there was a lot to like in the performance but you want to win a game like that when you're that number of points up and it's tough they look dejected coming off they'll have to pick themselves up because we're here again next Saturday for Zebra and these games come around thick and fast but that's a bit of a sickener they probably feel a little bit like Cardiff did last night it's, it's a similar type of thing um, but there was, there, was, there, was, there was lots to like there there's lots to work on and um, we'll see how we go it'll be next Saturday we'll tell another tale it certainly will. Beautiful day here in the sports ground. Cracking match. And we'll leave it there. 
next voice you hear will probably be Rob. Thanks to SportsNewsIreland.com for their sponsorship of the podcast. Go to SportsNewsIreland.com for all your Connacht rugby team news. Uh, post-game, we have a bit of Glasgow audio coming up, William. Will we run that second, though, of course, because people want to hear from Connacht. Uh, first of all, you're going to hear me chatting to Andy Friend. Let's have a listen to that. Andy Friend here on Galway Bay FM. Uh, an eventful game. It was in a great position, though, and it really got away from Connacht. Yeah, we... Um we had our chances to finish that off and we didn't, so that's that's disappointing. I thought uh, you know, Glasgow are a good side and that's what good sides do. They managed to win the tight ones, uh, which they did there. I thought there's a lot of good things from our, our, our team though and our fellas, um, but uh, we need to be better. There's a big picture, of course. You're trying to start something here, um, but how, how much do you kind of get hung up on a result like that? Because it, it's got to be very disappointing for them. Yeah, it is. Listen, we spoke about it in the shed there and said we'll all be disappointed with that result. You know, we don't go out there to lose games of football, but what we've got to look at, uh, we've got to look at the areas that we did well in and make sure we, we keep that and cement that in our game. And then, um, for mine, the, the, the simple areas we can fix, uh, and a lot of that's just you know, just our ability to get off the ground quicker in defence and get bodies in front of opposition. And um, to me, they're no school required ones. They're easy ones to fix. So I know we're going to fix them, but uh, we've got to do that pretty quickly. A lot of people talk about the, you know, you decide at half time if you can stamp your authority there, it can be the winning of a game. And certainly before half time and definitely off half time, Connacht were in control of the contest. How did that get away? Did, did the sin bin nearly relax the team too much a little bit? No, I don't think it did. Um, I really don't think it did. I just thought, I uh, said, so we had our little little moments and our opportunities there, and we, we weren't we weren't good enough to, to, to finish it off. You got to you got to give credit where credit's due. Though. I thought Glasgow were good. Um, you know, they didn't have many opportunities. They had. Yeah, they're down to 14 men and yet they still held us out and then put points on as well so um, that's what championship sides do uh, and that's where we got to get The restart is something we talked about a lot in the commentary they seem to have a real advantage there in that first half and it caused Connacht an awful lot of trouble Yeah, we, you know, we'd score and then we couldn't get out of our 22 and that's, that's certainly an area we're going to look at uh, we've got to make sure we, you know, we're, we, we can't be leaking points straight after after us scoring, we've got to make sure we get territorial advantage out of that. So that's something we definitely need to have a look at. You can't speak to last season, but there's some similar trends in terms of a lot of possession and territory for Connacht, a lot of line breaks, but then it not really turning into to the scores that they needed. Like, Yeah, again, uh, yeah, not going to comment on last season, wasn't here, but um, our attack shape gives us gives us great opportunity and gives us great um, momentum going forward. What we've got to be better at there is, is converting that into points. I thought in the first half we did that. You know, we were we were seven entries into the into the score zone for six points or six six returns on points. So um, not that good at mass, but it's around the 90%. It's pretty damn good. Uh, I don't know what it was in the second half, but um, certainly first half we, we were converting those, which is good. What about the finish? How do you look at that and view how those last few phases went, the drop goal decision and maybe the build-up to that? Yeah, that's something, again, We I thought there we probably just we needed to back ourselves. You know, We got knocked back rather than going forward there and we can look at those carries and the way we're actually going to, if it is that we're going to go for a field goal, how we, how we position ourselves best to do that. Because um, we started about 35 out, we took the field goal about 45 out, so that's not that's not ideal. Uh, but then we yeah, we had another chance right at the death there, and uh, that was actually you know that's that's the quality of that game. It it was anybody's up until that last kick. Um, didn't go our way today, but I know we're going to win a lot more games this year. What's your bottom line from today? What's your your kind of your one key to takeaway? I guess uh, we're in the hunt. That's my that's my key takeaway. We're definitely in the hunt. Um, so we just got to be better at some of the smaller things that we let ourselves down with today, and we're going to make it very difficult for teams to win. 
interesting. Andy Friend afterwards had a few extra things to say, Dave, which were beyond when we were talking to us there. I just thought he was talking about very disappointed with the, the defensive mistakes. I took note of that. Um, we didn't get to ask him about that day during, and really it was key. Like, I mean, four tries and three of them just were really soft at the end. But they'd come from very good, clever play from Glasgow in the build-up. Uh, yeah, the first try was very good. I mean, after 90 seconds, you can't get off to a better start. They actually Brilliant. stretched us wide. They did, it, they did it perfectly. And I mean, it was a lovely chip ahead. And didn't we have a sweeping defender there? I don't know. There's a few, there's a few times... Uh, not. He, you know, across Someone should have been sweeping across there. I mean, well, he, like the ball is yep. right across the back line, just straight through the hands, and there's a kick over the top of the defence, and there's no one there. That yeah, but happen, it, 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 the ball should. The, the initial thing came when we had the ball and kicked very badly down the field, and never really organised ourselves from that bad kick. Ah, fair point. Yeah, it was more a loose, broken play, so that would explain that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and it's that sort of thing. And I mean, there's, you know, we had a very poor kickoff strategy. We we just seemed to we score points. We'd work hard for our points, play well, get our points. We they kick the ball off, and we would do something dumb like dropping off the ball on, uh, or we you know we we take it in one phase and then hold on. I think the only time we actually got out of it first straight away was a dumb penalty given by by Tommy Seymour for actually a soft penalty. I thought it was a little harshly done by when he ran into Jared Butler. But apart from that, I thought and certainly in the first half our kickoffs were poor. But um, we gifted them. We gifted them points. Oh, they're all mistakes. William, you listen to Andy Friend. Your thoughts on, on his feeling? I mean, obviously, clearly, game one, he lost by a point to a very good Glasgow side. Of course, he's he's not going to be too downbeat, but... No, but I think he's he's probably aware now of uh, just how competitive and tough this league is. And there is a necessity for Connacht to start winning home games because you've got to make this place a sort of a fortress. Sides still feel they can come here and win. There was a couple of seasons ago that was... That didn't seem to be the way, and Connacht today did gift them points at various times during the game. Stuff that you don't want to see happening in, particularly in home games. The secret to this league is win your home games and win some away games. But you've got to, you know, that's one down out of eleven. There's ten to go. They can probably, if they want to be competitive at the end, they can probably only afford to lose one or two more home games. It's that simple, in my view. But it was there's a lot of stuff to work on defensively. Yeah, I think they will be concerned. They seem to be quite soft tries to concede, and I think that will concern them. Now, you can fix that, but you'd need to fix it fairly quickly. All right. Golan. Yeah, I just seem to think that mostly the defence I thought was fine. I think it was more the defending around the fringes that was lacking. Um, their first stop defending was, uh, was superb, particularly in the second half when yeah. when they were, uh, when when Glasgow had several you know phases of possession. But I think it was more it was more from broken play and around the fringes that was that was the problem area. Owen McKeown did go off in the first half, and I think that maybe unbalanced the back row a little bit, particularly at that fringe area, and uh, he went off with a thumb injury. That's just one of those things. Uh, but I'm not saying that uh, Killing Gallagher didn't play well when he came on, but just a little bit of experience maybe in a couple of places. And you know, a, a, When you lose by a point, you can just over-analyse it. You can keep talking about it. It's like losing anything by a tight game. Some stages you've just got to say, OK, it happened. But it is frustrating that a team in the same conference walks away with five points and you only get one isn't point. It, isn't it ironic that they've come here two seasons running and hammered us and got five points and they've come here today one by point and got five points? Strange. Yeah. It kind of highlights the absurdity of the bonus point system at times in some ways. But sure, any system is going to have its quirks and that's a quirk of it. It is. They don't really deserve five points in theory compared to a hammering, or do they? I don't know. Yeah, they, they didn't get five points last year. I don't think it was only 18-14. But anyway, they did beat us last year quite well. In Remember that? Weird, weird, bad weather. Oh but yeah. The, the, the difference today. Oh, that's fine. I mixed it up with the previous. Season. Yeah. The the difference today was the width of a goalpost. 
because if that last kick goes the other side of the goalpost, Connacht win the game and we're in a completely different frame of mind. All right, fair point. Um, yeah, I totally agree there, actually. I think, I think that's, that's actually... <laughs> if only they hadn't been painted, if they'd left them alone. Uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, but I do... Thanks I, a lot, Alan. It's a very valid point. There is a very fine line, isn't there, between winning and losing. And I don't think... While, yes, there are obviously our work-ons that is the first match of the season, there is no need to be too disheartened. What we are disheartened about is the fact that in the second half, I actually thought Connacht were going to go on and win that match. I thought they had a stranglehold of the game, but unfortunately... I, I still think that they let it go themselves, but also it was almost like Glasgow just switched up a gear and those experienced players came in and did a job. You could say we lost by a lick of painting. You could do, yeah. but on a system of players, Stuart Hogg in the last 25 minutes just turned it on. He came into the game having been, I wouldn't say anonymous, um, and that's that's what players do, and it's... You know, maybe, and maybe at the end he took the ball over the goal line, but that's another issue entirely. It's not a maybe. He has taken the ball over the goal line. He caught it. It means a, we need to go back and say it was. I don't think it was a, the cleverest decision at that moment to go for the drop goal. It was a poor attempt. But he catches. Did he not catch it? He did he catch it? In, he, caught, he caught it infield in front of the post and took it behind and touched down. That is a scrum to Connacht. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't realise that bit. Yeah. Never occurred to me. Okay, here's some post-game audio from Kyle Godwin, and following that, we're going to get some Glasgow audio. William was talking to Dave Rennie and Stuart Hogg. Kyle Godwin, well, first of all, you've got your first uh, game in the sports ground under your belt. Very interested to see that you were really impressed with with the atmosphere and and, the, and just get running out in, in front of that Clanter. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, amazing experience and truly honoured and humbled to uh, represent Connacht and run in front of the clan. Is there, like, we feel there's something about the atmosphere we create in Irish sporting events that may be a little bit different. Do you get that sense? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, the thing I do love about it is when, um, when a goal kicker has a kick, uh, the, the crowd is completely silent, you know. So that tradition, you know, you can just feel that tradition. So, yeah, no, it's great, great to run out on the, again, in front of the clan on the, today. What's the feeling in the dressing room then at the end of it? Like, I mean, one, one point defeat in a game like that too, especially when you're nine points up, it's got to be a sickener. Yeah, completely disappointing. Uh, so disappointing, uh, the result. But, you know, it's a long season. We've got to make sure we get the positives out of that and work on the areas that we feel that we need to work on. You know, we had opportunities there to win that game. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll work on that back to the drawing board on Monday and make sure that we come out firing against everyone next week. It was hard to get the tempo going because there was times when there, you were spectacular with your line breaks, but it was just very hard to keep that kind of tempo going throughout the whole game, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, it's, a, it's a bright, sunny day in Galway, so it's going to be a fast, action-paced running game. Yeah. You know, um, So to keep that tempo, you know, we want to play that up-tempo speed, so for us to make sure that we're, we're fit, I think we're a fit side, so um, we'll, we'll make sure we review and make sure that we're getting into the right shapes and attacking shapes. How do you like fix some of the errors? Because there was a lot of errors out there, despite yeah. despite the positives. But mm-hmm. at the same time, keep keep your process and your pro- yeah. the overall objective in place. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'm a firm believer in sticking to the process. Um, don't worry about the outcome. Uh, th- those errors, I think, they're, they're, they'll come with time. You know, as, as we build combinations and people get used to playing with each other, you know, that, that, that they'll come. And those are, you know, I think those are just kind of early season errors, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Why did Glasgow, without doing too much in terms in comparison to Connacht, I think the first half Connacht had 12 line breaks to Glasgow's two. So why was it that they were able to orchestrate those scores and just kind of grind them out? I'm not too sure. Uh, for us, we're going to have to probably review that at the, at the game, you know, but it just shows uh, how classy side they are uh, for them to not play much and for them to not put a ton of pressure on us but then come away with those tries um, is something that, you know, you go, that's what, what the great teams do to come away with a win like that. But, um, for us, you know, back to the drawing board. Uh, lots of positive there, and we'll make sure that we're better uh, next week. 
Tom almost uh, well, he made a brilliant break and you almost like you had that chance at the end obviously just maybe fine margins I guess isn't it? yeah fine margins but um, for, for us we're going to really emphasise that you know the, that's the difference between a great a good team and a great team is making sure that we complete those opportunities and finish them off so I'm sure they'll be spoken about during the uh, during the weeks to the boys um, when we get those opportunities we're making sure that we capitalise and score and you know Glasgow did that today Dave Rennie, that was a tough, hard game, but uh, Glasgow have prevailed. Yeah, wrapped. Um, we uh, we did a lot of good stuff first half, but um, lacked a little bit of patience. Um, maybe tried to move the ball too wide too quickly at times and end up turning it over. And uh, to Connors' credit, they um, they kept coming, and every time they got in down our end, they got rewarded. You know, either uh, mostly through a penalty, uh, but with a couple of tries. So. Yeah, I look, we're wrapped. Boy showed a lot of character. 20 minutes to go, down 14 and, and nine points behind on the scoreboard to sort of win that period while Adam was in the Simbin by 10 points. So uh, obviously that was crucial. That was sort of the turning point of the game. I mean, obviously you, you got the 10 points, you got into the lead, but Connacht had a penalty at the same time. So the determination there, are you pleased with that? Yeah, I, look, I, I would have preferred we closed that out by winning the line, out driving it and walking over the sideline type of thing, but uh, it's not the way we do things. We'll, uh, we'll keep everyone entertained for an extra three or four minutes, unfortunately. So, um, oh, look, you know, we're happy to hang on. Um, you know, I think the referee apologised to Nick after, afterwards around the penalty because he was legally on the ball and he'd done everything right, so I, I certainly wouldn't have been having a crack at him if the penalty had gone over, but, uh, you know, in the end, um, it was probably a fair result with the, the kick missing. Connor might not see it that way, but I suppose for you that has got your season off to a really good start and maybe banished the, the memories of the end of last season? Oh, no. Um, oh, look, what we know is it's not how you start the season, how you finish it, but you've got to pick up a lot of points along the way and, and to get five points away from home, um, it's important. So, um, yeah, I, I imagine there'll be some other sides come here and struggle. So, you know, we're, we're happy to get a start and short turn around for Munster next week at home. And you're surprised by the weather because we talked about it in Glasgow and it must be quite a shock to be playing in 22 or 23 degrees. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great compared to, what was it last year? Horizontal rain. Um, I'm not sure what the wind was last year, but um, yeah, I like it. Um, be great for the crowd. There's, um, there's a lot of uh, footy play today and, you know, maybe not all accurate uh, this time of year, but uh, the endeavour's there and, you know, I think the crowd got their money's worth. Stuart Hogg, for the players, that's a good start. Yeah, it is indeed, as Dave touched on. Um, you know, we got ourselves in some good positions early doors and, and really made the most of our opportunities. So, uh, you know, we, we know where we went wrong at times as well. So, you know, for us, it's uh, back to the drawing board and, and getting uh, everything right for, for Friday night at home to Munster. Some inaccuracies, as Dave said, but is that to be expected at this time of the year when you come out to a full-speed game as opposed to warm-up games? Yeah, I think, as, as I say, we got into good positions and, you know, we scored a couple of cracking tries early, early doors and I think after that we thought it might be, you know, a wee bit too easy. We got too flat on the ball and put our skills under a lot of pressure. Um, you know, that led to a few mistakes and, you know, fair play to Connacht, they got back into the game and, uh, you know, it was, it was difficult to try and get out of our half at times and, um, you know, as I said, the, the good thing is that there's a lot of learnings and, you know, we've got a good opportunity now to, to make amends next week as well. Home game Munster next week. Um that's this was getting you get continue you'll be looking for a continuation yeah absolutely um you know they're cracking side monster and uh you know it's 
our first opportunity to, to play at Scotstown this season and uh, you know we're very much looking forward to that so you know we'll, uh, as I say we'll get back into it Monday morning um, start getting excited for, for round two Your thoughts on Dave Rennie there? He got out of jail yeah. and he knows it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was uh, they, I asked him did did they you know had they got over last season I still think that's around their heads a bit but they got away with it today and they're absolutely delighted um, because they expect great things from this side and there's a bright sigh of relief and uh, Stuart Hogg was similar I think their view was phew glad that's over let's head home now Munster coming next Friday and they can concentrate on getting them on the, the plastic pitch in Scotston I don't know how to say this right away because they were massively impressive in the fact that they ground out the result but they weren't that impressive in terms of the gameplay they were they ground this out I think they were very pragmatic. I think there may be think there may be a change of emphasis on what they're going to do. Okay. I think they've maybe realised that throwing the ball around, which is their normal style, with a lot of skill, it's not just aimless, but I think they've maybe realised, um, Alan's stats would indicate that they've bulked up a lot. They looked a very big side. I meant to mention that in the commentary. You had, a, you had a number of players that you said have put on extra... Every single forward put on a minimum of 1 kg based on the figures from the Glasgow site this year and last year. A couple of them put on nearly 10. Well, they've also had, they've lost Finn Russell, and Finn Russell does things that nobody else does. He, he doesn't play the game. He has a mentality that's completely different from other 10. Young Hastings, much more, tradi- much more traditional uh, number 10. But they did. They brought in Fusaro. They brought in Ash. Uh, they brought Wilson back on them, and Fusaro, who clearly... <laughs> that shows what the type of guy he is he gets the push over try and he has to come off because he's bleeding from a cut and I think they had to drag him off they went very physical it was weirdly it was wet game rugby wet weather rugby on a dry day and it got them over the line and maybe that's how they're going to go they do have those guys who can do it but maybe they're just being they want to win and they'll win whichever way suits them okay um, just other than that it was funny I heard like one thing Dave said there was he said the referee apologised for that late penalty mm. I'm sure Dave Rennie uh, wouldn't say that unless he believed that, but I just, I'm just i a bit surprised that the referee would apologise for that last penalty. Um, yeah, I, I mean... It, it was a quick decision. I don't know how he had even time to say. Like, he must have made the call and I went, sorry, that was wrong. No, it's as possible maybe the... Maybe the TMO said to him, "Look, you need to." I, I don't know. It was an, it was a funny comment, and it did seem. To, I think that shows just how much pressure they were under. If they'd come out of here, we, if we were standing here discussing a two point comment, oh, I think he would be angry in there. I yeah. think it would be a very grumpy press conference. Absolutely. So it made my life a bit easier. But <laughs> having said that, that shows the pressure. That shows the expectation, and it still goes back to last season because they fell apart last season at the end, and that the the Scottish press climbed into them over that. Uh, you know, this is an expensive squad. There's a lot of money pumped into Glasgow. Uh, Richard Cockrell would tell you they get double the money that he does at Edinburgh, mm. which is I don't know whether that's true or not, but he's he's pretty blunt about it. Um, so therefore, relief was the main thing. But I did think that was a slightly strange uh, comment to make. Yeah, me too. Okay, uh, but you, you said ex- pressure and expectations, so that's what we'll move on to here. What's the pressure on Connacht right now? What's the expectations? The expectations and the uh, are from the fans or from the Connor players yeah. themselves. It's good. Now you see, you put it back on me there. Well played. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give you no, that one. Okay, look, but you know what I'm saying. But like, like, talk, what do you think overall? Okay, look, what do you think? Some of the players pre-season, yeah. um, or particularly Jack Carty. Um, Jack Hardy is of the firm belief that they will qualify or can qualify for Champions Cup rugby. He's also of the belief 
that they can actually qualify for the semi-finals. There is a huge, huge confidence within this squad that has been imbued during the pre-season and possibly because they have been together for quite some time now, for nine weeks, isn't mm. it, with Andy Friend in charge for the first time that, you know, in, in a couple of seasons they've had a really decent pre-season and it has really given them huge confidence. Now, of course, the, the difference is, is they had a good pre-season, obviously, three wins out of three, brilliant, gave them huge amounts of confidence. But there's a difference, isn't it, when you come out here on a pitch like today against a team like Glasgow, who semi-finalists last season were annoyed that they didn't get to the final, um, under Dave Rennie, um, who was... is very taciturn by his nature but he's also he's also very pragmatic and he is there and he knows he is under, as, as William says he's under pressure and he's under pressure to deliver and he wants to deliver but Connett can have that confidence mm-hmm. fine but now they've just been shown okay this is what you have to do to win at home or this is what you can't do to lose at home and some of that comp they'll still be confident within themselves I'm sure they will be but now it's a different type of confidence it's it's a being a pragmatic it's having a confidence to trust in themselves and also having to lift to lift their game when it comes out just talking about pragmatic when Glasgow went down to 14 men we really should have went for the corner they're down to 14 men. Two-score lead already. We've got a two-score lead. You go for the corner and you keep the pressure on. And we were almost too pragmatic at that and point. Can I give time. you another one? Like, it felt like we were back 10 years ago because, like, we get a last-minute kick that's a long way out. Again, you can go to the corner. It's, a, it's an option. And in today's rugby, you get that extra play. Yeah, yeah. It, it just really felt like the old days when that was my last chance and we'd have to tap and go. Yeah, the other thing about going to the corner is that you know even if that move doesn't work, you're much closer to have a go at another drop goal. Yeah. Yeah, because field position, it was a great goal kick. It nearly made it, well, but it was all. It's, yeah, on, but that's that's when decisions have to be made. It's just seeing this decision and thinking that's what I'm going to do. That's my biggest disappointment. I'll go to you, Alan. Like expectations and and uh, like what are the expectations of this team? What are our expectations as a group of media people? What are we expecting from this team this year? Win at home. That gets back to William's point, like yeah, you know, yeah. You know, which 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 is you know you look at it they, they made pragmatic decisions all the way through, but I I just wonder when you're you've just had the opposition down to 14 men and it's a back, which means you get a you yeah, put the ball exactly. into the corner, yeah. you you take it and you chuck it along the back line. They've, they're down a man. You're going to have an extra man. Look at our backs. They they've got quality in there. Trust them. Interesting, Dave. Yeah, your thoughts on like would you concur? Just get some home wins this year. Have a very good home record. That'd nearly be a start. You know what I'm going to say. We're going to win the competition. We have to because otherwise, what? What are your expectations? What are you expecting to win the the competition? competition. Do you think they're failing if they don't? I think if you don't start with that as your minimum belief that you will win. I get get your belief, but what I'm saying is, what are the expectations? Your expectation is to win the competition. How can you expect a team that was so poor last year? so far down the table to win the competition this year you know what I'm saying I'm not trying to be no, a smart ass I, 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 hate to, I hate to throw it back at you but three years ago we had a pretty terrible season we wanted to win the competition you go into incrementally towards your it. expectation should be to win the competition that you are in and you only start thinking about other expectations when you can no longer win simple as that we should be aiming to win the league we should be aiming to win the challenge cup when we can no longer do that we start looking at other things semi-finals qualifying for what I'm asking you I expect, I expect a really strong Challenge Cup campaign this season. Now we're talking. Yeah, and I, 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 re- I really do. We have huge opportunity. Quarter final should we be an absolute simple. Absolutely, yeah. huge opportunity oh, there. I, I, I fully agree because we know what the opposite. We know what Bordeaux are trying to do in the championship. They're not interested. We definitely know after Perpignan get hammered at home, their whole focus will be to try to stay stay up. That's a starting point. Sale are trying to do stuff in the Premiership. Trying to replicate what Newcastle did. We got to get out of that group. It's a tough group, but we have got to get out of it. 
and I think we do, you know, when, okay, we've lost the first one at home, all, all is not lost, but we have we have to do that. We had a, a bad season in terms of losing away and, and at home to Zebra last season. That has to stop. We have, you cannot afford to lose at home to Zebra, and really those are the ones. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Zebra aren't worthy of winning, but and they are certainly they are so much they, better uh, now. And they hammered they Southern are, Kings yesterday, so and yeah, yeah there is a, a and, and you know it's made it harder for Connor because the 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 actual conference has is actually a much harder thing because people teams like Treviso and Zebra have really really markedly improved and the the playing field is a little bit more level from from the middle to the bottom now still a little bit of a gap at, at the top I would say so I think we have to those are the ones that we really really have to target and win but I think if we get a really good challenge cup going that's going to really give us a huge huge boost going into the last end of the season whereby we could pick up some very valuable points uh, my expectation I don't expect any more of anybody or anything but I but I but I would like but I would I would really like to see them simply small steps good good Europe and qualify for the Champions Cup no, I want to. I want to sum this up because we want to stay on track here. Like I'm just trying to put this. This is the group a group think here to see where we can get a consensus. We want we our expectations are that the Connect will develop a much stronger home base. Right, we've got that as a group. We're all kind of on page here. Like maybe eight, nine wins from eleven in this competition. Okay, they've already lost one certain on the back foot, but they've lost to a good team. So we're maybe be able to row that back. Our expectations are at least a home quarterfinal in the Challenge Cup and progress, and that's so something to progress in the spring and having a bit of belief. Um, our, our targets we we all agree our target should be to try and win every game fully agree and we liked and we've heard that from Andy a friend and I think we all nod in approval with that that's the way to kill this targeting nonsense we're trying to win every game fully agree with that and I think might I just add and William you can take it on from here where the pressure comes in for me is in the fixture like next week whether they like it or not there's a lot of pressure on them to win that game against Zebra next week there is because there's no pressure on Zebra they're going to turn up and do what they do and uh, Michael Bradley's well capable of setting up a side for that. He was chuffed to have won here last year. They're going to come here and they don't just give it a go now. They are a better side. And that's where Connacht going to have a different pressure on them because I suspect they today they'll smart a bit, but they've got to keep doing the good things they did today, but they just need to tighten it up a little bit. Personally, if they get a 50% season in this competition, yeah, I think they've done pretty well. I think that's any team that starts with that, in my head, they've done better. Last season, they only won seven games. I think... And away performances, they were unlucky last year in a couple of games away. They were turned over, they were robbed in South Africa. They were probably semi-robbed in Cardiff. And they even out. But it's to get away to win, find a way to win those type of games. Just to to actually grind grind it out or do it. And the momentum and the confidence will build from that. Zebra are top of the table, just so as we know. They're going to come top of the table unless Munster do so something. So, are you saying no pressure then? No pressure. <laughs> would you would you gen- no, would no, you generally no, no. concur that we got to win that game? Let's see. By a point admission, you know, I think every Connacht fan is respecting that they'll snap your hands off for a narrow victory over there. Yeah, you're looking Let's at get a win. yeah. The reality is Zebra finished finished below us last year, so we should be looking to make sure we beat we win that game. I agree. Oh, last year's game was an attitude issue. It was in the middle of the six. Their guys had just come back from the Six Nations and they were fired up. They, they were, were a lot still. They obviously, obviously, uh, Brad had, had said something. They were very fired up. They were superb last year. It was a horrible day and we played horribly. And I think if nothing else, 
if nothing else, we our mentality has to be right. We have to go in there, as I think Al is right, they are top of the table. So therefore, we play them, we respect them because they are number one in the league. That's how you go into it. Not that they're zebra, not that they have a tradition of finishing bottom of groups. No, they're top of the table. That's how you go into that mindset. We would like to thank the official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out the Supporters Club website at connachtlan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com for all your supporting needs. As we build towards the end, we're trying to work out just some of the other elements of this game today. And William, just as a starting point, I feel, I heard it from a few people afterwards and Joe said it in commentary, the bench impact was just not good enough from Connacht today. No, it wasn't. Um, and managing your bench is, is a crucial part of this and they'll, they'll have to look at that. The, the, the pressure, Glasgow turned it up and sometimes when players come on they just don't quite they didn't quite get to the pace of the game or in fact in some ways the lack of pace because Glasgow slowed the game down they absolutely decided to slow everything down they slowed every, all the set plays down they just stopped and started again at their own pace that was clever uh, someone they'll have to work on realistically you, you have your squad you've got you've just got you, you can only work with what you have and you know, he's got, he's got a few injuries around there. He'd yeah. like to see some of the. He'd like to see. I suppose he'd like to see David Horowitz available. He'd like to Copeland's see Copeland's there, and you got Marmion and Ovisiaki as well. Yeah, so that adds a lot. It does add a lot, and and that's what you need because it's a physical beating up. We don't know how Owen McKeown's thumb's going to be, so that's that's just part of it. And there's other players to come back yeah, in. Thornbury. Thornbury, yeah. Sean O'Brien. I'd like to have seen Sean O'Brien. Was, he was 24. Today, yeah. yeah he was, how he's close not was back. that? Yeah, he said it, what, we, what we're hearing is he just wasn't back soon enough. Any other thoughts? Any other things that we need to focus on? And you don't want to go too much into individual performances because there was up and down ones out there. Uh, there was a lot of good. Keen Gallagher played, played very well. I, he very sharp, wasn't he? Was. He was involved in an awful lot of the game. Um, I thought he played well. I, Farrell again? Farrell did well, especially yeah. that last break. And Butler, obviously. And Butler did well and, and Godwin had a good, good game. I thought... I don't know whether Tiernan's injured. I've got some sort of injury because he came off and he sat down and looked as though he had some ice on. Yeah. It could have been groin. I'm not sure. I couldn't quite see. But then. No, but he just seemed a slightly off the pace. And then he did the warm down with the subs, ah, which I found very strange because he'd played 60 odd minutes. And yet he did a full warm down with the subs. So I thought there might be some sort of fitness issue there. Who knows? Yeah, you know, it's still not it's not puncture. I mean, we could that could have been a puncturing of all the optimism with a with a huge turnover against because we have to say Dave Rennie put out as close to full strength as he could. Yeah. So we have to say that. They weren't, and, and they 60, weren't themselves. And for sixty minutes, we pretty much had them in the box. And in the last twenty minutes it fell away because he made changes. He brought on the he brought on the, the coal miners as it were and Hogg decided to do Hogg did a couple of things coal that were mining in Glasgow, was there? <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> you know, he brought the city itself, I'm sure. Yeah, but he brought those guys on. They they changed the style. They went to pragmatic. Glasgow Valley, and they, they decided, right, we're going to win this game, and we don't care how. We don't care if we frustrate. I mean, they did frustrate. William was right. They didn't so much slow the game down as reduce. They strangled us. They, you know, yeah, they strangled us. You know, do, do my favorite part of the entire game from Connacht perspective, and the one positive I take of it is how they controlled the second quarter or the third quarter. Sorry, after halftime, I thought there was a real maturity in the way they were controlling the game, and I thought, unfortunately, that changed in the final quarter. Are you looking at me with an eye? Because in the third quarter they didn't get enough points. They only yes. got three points on the board. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
You have to, you have to, you have to. I mean, there's no point. Ultimately, this is a game where you have, where if you don't score more points than the opposition, irrespective of whether you're on top for 60 minutes or 80 minutes, if they get more points than you, that is, it doesn't matter how good you were for, for the third quarter, you still lost. And ultimately, we still lost. Disagree, I, I, disagree. Oh, totally, lads. We were in control of that. And, and I think just like now, I'm taking your point from you, but I just think all it took was when, when we got the penalty and we got the same, to kick to the corner and you drive it home. Like, you can't be scoring points all the time. Sometimes you have to just keep control of the game. We needed to keep control of the game. Look, I people who will hurt I think that's that's when you talk about the Robin Copelands of this world and the people who are missing. Maybe that's partly what was missing: some experienced heads to actually take a more sort of controlling um, look at the way that kind of were on the pitch. You know, well, it's, it's, like Jared Butler's leadership is needed out there, and you know he was brilliant. But some, like that's what. Yeah, yeah no, I, absolutely. And, and there is it's hard to be critical of one of our best players. Yeah, obviously there is a leadership group, and I'm not sure how many of the but leadership I, I group were out on there on the pitch. Yeah. I just think that maybe when you bring in the likes of maybe Copeland and a few of the other we had Boyle and Gallagher two young lads your, in the back your, your Bundy and etc and your Kieran Marmion that may, maybe you know that what your that experience will actually add it to what I have to say is I really did like the the um, the try on the top end of the pitch there I think was it was it oh, Keller the crossfield kick to Keller I, th- I think it was I think the build up the build up yeah. play to that uh, what I, I have to say the really positives that I found was the way that everyone the forwards took the ball on and were prepared they weren't shuffling balls out no, to get no, rid of them no. they were actually doing taking that doing the hard yards and we haven't seen that of a lot of no. Connett a lot of gain line gains a lot of gain line gains there's been a lot of a lot of the, using the, the skill of passing which is you know sometimes it's more like shoveling just get rid of it mm-hmm. not get tackled I actually like the fact that they faced up to a lot today and they showed that that determination that grit to face up to to face up to their opponents any other business who has it William you're Uh, up and running disappointing day for the women's team in uh, Cork beaten by 24 points to 7 but they're here next Sunday week which is the day after the Zebra match at 3 o'clock so please come along and they're here the following Saturday at half 2 playing Ulster they need a bit of support, so emerging people to come to that. We'll be featuring it as much as we can in our two weekend podcasts. Excellent, excellent stuff and very disappointing. But look, it's all part of a bigger picture to trying to develop women's rugby. Down in Cork was never going to be easy. Maybe these two home games can turn things around. Anything else? Yeah, great work on the uh, on the goalposts. Looking oh, fantastic. So nice. Now all, all that needs to happen is the main stand needs to be washed. <laughs> To be honest, it was actually the sunlight today. Yeah, it was it was it was bizarrely um, shining completely on those uh, hoardings down the far end. Oh, yeah, the far and there, and there was there was also we weren't sure whether it, it was for me on my side. But we weren't sure whether it was also because the floodlights down there were also oh, on for the entire oh, after, afternoon. Some sort of weird rule where someone says they have to be on and then you have to switch them on when you don't bloody need them. God no. Uh, for a couple of things uh, first of all well done the under 18s the club guys for winning the Interpro oh, fantastic was brilliant. Yeah, great Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. great coverage in the midweek podcast guys listen to the midweek podcast if you missed it for more coverage on that and secondly if a guy is sin binned and you have gone to the expense of getting a sponsored couch for a sin bin player to go some sort of commotion about yeah. that yeah. Make the guy sit in the sin bin. It, I mean, it was one of the biggest controversies of the day was when the guy got sin binned, he would not sit on the couch. That should be a hard and fast rule. There should be a man, a man from Pro 14 making him sit Can there. Can I just <laughs> play up to my grey here and be a grumpy old man here and say, I think it's bloody nonsense to have a sin bin. A spon- it's making a joke of an important part of a game. I He's totally punished. I don't, also, like, also, I don't like the A joke. player should be able to sit on a, a normal chair rather than... Respect players, yeah. A- absolutely. Stupid stuff. I mean, don't make a fool of them. It's silly and it's... Like it's an important thing. The sin bin is something that other sports 
just look at us and say, hey, that's really good. That's like Gaelic, Gaelic, loads of Gaelic football supporters want yeah, to see it in their game. Right. Does that count as my end of business? Because I think it should. Okay, that's it. Anything else? Yeah. That's it from us. I look, it's disappointing. Final thoughts. William, give us, our, give us a final thoughts. It is disappointing. It is, but we've, they're going to move on. Bigger we've got picture. to move on. Yeah. We're first game of a new regime. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there, was, there, was, there was bits to like and there was bits that would drive them demented. And I think the... I suspect the defence coach will be sitting down to a lot of analysis, but they've got to get ready to go again. They look at it, and then they've got to get ready for Zebra, because Zebra here next Saturday, and it'll roll around at a rate of knots. And as the coach said, Connacht is still in the hunt. Yeah, I liked his finish, finishing answer there. What's your main takeaway? And yeah, look, to- he's obviously extremely disappointed. Every new coach that comes in, they think that you know there's, they're going to lead this team into you know to. European finals and and Pro 14 finals and they have that aspiration and that desire and that's fair enough so it's a signal to lose that match there today particularly by a point particularly when we know that all know that they could have won it yeah I thought I thought it was a good answer to the final question and just to paraphrase again you've heard it already but it's just that sense that he looked at the game today and he says right we can we can compete in this league as far as he's concerned so that's his perspective and it's a fresh perspective let's see how it works out for him Cut it loose Break out or nothing changes Sad